Welcome to another episode of Ghibli Jabber. I'm Nick and I'm here with Trevor. On each episode of Ghibli Jabber, we discuss one of the works of Japanese film studio Studio Ghibli through the eyes of a fan, that's me, and a newbie, that's Trevor. But today we're doing something a little bit different. We've done it twice in the past to discuss the films of the 80s and the 90s that were put out um, by Studio Ghibli. And today we're going to quickly go through all of um, Studio Ghibli's 2000s output, uh, as well as give our full ranking of all of the movies so far from the very beginning up until Ponyo, which we discussed last time. So let's crack right on with this. So the first film from the noughties was Spirited Away. Uh, definitely out of the list. I thought that Spirited Away was going to be the one that I thought about the most continuously, at least from these last five films that we saw that were from the, you know, the, the aughts, if you will. And it's not that I haven't thought about it a lot, but uh, I've thought about How's Moving Castle more. But mm. to that doesn't mean that I haven't. And I, I still think about Spirited Away a lot. Um, I think that the, the the thing that keeps continuously growing with me is the it was a very beautiful character journey and a, a a character a young adolescence being thrust out of their their innocence and those types of stories really do resonate with me very very well and so I still still think about the film and, and even beyond that it's I, you know I'm typically more so interested in plot and character development and but i'm very much so that the richness of the animation of spirited away is also something that has stuck with me that the world building that that happened you know we hit on this in the in the episode in particular is that there were so many rules in this world or there's so much complexity to this world but they did such a good job at thrusting us in it without giving us the rule book, but I understand what the rules are. And we saw that as, which I kind of, it's kind of like a theme throughout this decade is that a lot of these movies were world building, but they didn't give us necessarily rule books. Some films do much better at establishing or helping the audience understand those rules. And I think that spirited away did it the best. Well, I mean, I mean, I've said all I'm prob- I probably need to say. I mean, my, my um, opinions of these aren't really going to change between the times we discussed <laughs> it and now. But yeah, to me, Spirited Away is basically a perfect movie. Um, and yeah, it was the very first one that I saw. It, it drew me to this universe, um, to this sort of style of animation and to the ethos that um, the you know, Studio Ghibli artists and producers bring to their films. I just think it's, it's yeah, like you said, it's, it's a good story. I mean... Uh, but they're all weird. They all kind of go all over the place, and I discussed that as well. That's what stops it from being a ten for me. I gave it a nine point five, but um, it definitely it, it felt like everything was of a piece and building, you know, and happening to help develop this character and to send her along her journey. But then also, you could not care less about that character and still just enjoy this movie so much for the, you know, amazing set pieces and the beautiful designs and the weird creatures and just just the universe that you get to live in for a couple hours. I think it's just like a beautifully created um, piece of animation. It's my favorite animated film as well. Um, Yeah, so I I love it. Yeah, no, absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, I I still think about the train scene a lot, the music that that was with it, 
the water. The, the, yeah. I, I still wonder if you're not entire appreciation of this film was mostly as sort of like a gut reaction against how popular it was or whether you just, this is just like an eight for you and that's all there is to it. I think it is that. I think that okay. I'll completely own that. I think that it, this movie was just put on such a high pedestal. Like this movie was like basically the godfather of animated films. Yeah. And so you, you put it that high up, you don't really have any room to grow to go higher you only really have room to go down from there and so it's not that i'm like finding things and to be nitpicky about it but it's it's i'm trying to understand any more than one viewing to really understand the full the full picture i guess yeah okay so let's move from a movie that i think you enjoyed less than i thought you would to a movie (laughs) that you enjoyed probably too much i'm i'm still surprised that you didn't like hate the cat returns even though i gave it a, i gave it a higher i gave it a higher score than you but that doesn't mean anything because I, I i mark a lot more gently but you, you were like oh yeah five and a half and i'm like the same as porco rosso are you crazy um but yeah what, what are your thoughts on the cat returns i mean i'm never gonna watch the cat returns ever again um but and here's the thing there are a couple couple of these films in this in this aughts because obviously we've had about a month and a half break because of the holidays and things all look crazy but there are a couple of films from these from this list that i truly if you told me to sit down and tell you the exact plot or like basically write it out for you i'm not going to be able to do it and this is one of them i can't really tell you i can tell you the bit general Mm storyline of like a princess being made into a cat thing and i get that but it's like I didn't, I didn't log a this princess? into any You mean a no, normal like, person? A normal person being made into a princess cat or what. Right, okay. Um, but that's my point. I'm like, I didn't log this movie into any like important file in my brain. Mm-hmm. And so it is, it is withering away as we go. Um, but it was harmless. Like, and there were some fun, like fun sequences um, with it. And it felt, yeah, I don't know. And it's not necessarily that I'm like, it's worse than Porco or better than Porco Rosso. They're just kind of on the exact same page level for me of like, Wrong. not a lot happened and I don't really ever want to see it again. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not going to fight you on that, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is just, I mean, similar to how you're feeling now is how I would have felt the first time I saw it where, you know, a month later it just would have completely you know, evaporated from my mind because it's so inconsequential. Um, but like we discussed, it's it's a fine way to spend like 70 minutes or however long this film is. And like, it's yeah. perfectly like, okay. But there's there's just nothing really going on there. Like the, the there's like a bit of, you find, I can find a bit of humor in it, um, but it's so slight. Um, and I just, <laughs> yeah, I was really like, mm, like, yeah, this is just compared to the work that um, comes from, um, Miyazaki and Takahata is just nowhere near up to scratch and it just especially compared to those it just feels like yeah um, and you know skippable you know um, so let's skip it <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah I'm good with that let's skip to the movie that you claim to have been thinking about a little bit more How's Moving Castle so you originally gave that seven and a half and I gave it eight and a half what, what why have you been thinking about it a little bit Again, I think it's also a common thread of this of this decade, not not with spirited way, but with a few other films of kind of just not 
kind of falling apart in the in the third part of the film and this movie does that so rapidly and so fast <laughs> and i'm just like very sad and so for that reason it's not it's not a higher rated film for me but it's the it's the film in this list that i most wanted to spend more time in and it was a very, 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 very close race between Spirited Away and this one. But it's Howl's Moving Castle, I still would say I probably wanted to spend more time in. And it's the one film that I wish there would be a sequel to. Because I, wanted, I want more from it. And and I think it does such a good job in the beginning to setting up this like pretty grand epic story of this character. And, and uh, the conflict is very, very, very good richly set up and the stakes are high and then it kind of just falls flat. And, and the animation is just as beautiful as spirited away to me. And I think about it a lot and I want more and I wish there was, <laughs> there was more. And would you say this is the film from this decade that you'd most happily rewatch? Yes, definitely. Well, I mean, mm. I would easily any day rewatch spirited away and house moving castle. I would probably enjoy watching spirited away more than I would enjoy watching house moving castle that isn't just because it's a better film, but it doesn't mean that I'm not, I'm not pining for more. I'm pining more for more of a story from house moving castle. So I think about it more. Sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. This one for me, I still rated very highly, but you can't, like you said, you can't get away from the fact that it's a very messy. It's very clearly drawn from a source material that mm-hmm. um, he didn't want to follow too closely, but then obviously he still needs to wrap up all the million different threads that he introduced introduces throughout um yeah so it, def- it left him in a position where there's just all this stuff happening and it it doesn't even make so, doesn't sort of even have an internal logic within the universe of the film yeah. that had come before and it's just very confusing i mean hopefully like i mean of, all, obviously what i can do is just i can take that part and just like ignore it and then just focus on how beautiful everything is because even when things are falling apart the scenes are still pretty spectacular like some some of the most visually interesting scenes are happening in the last 20 minutes when we're sort of going into the sort of flashback into his life with all the stars shooting stars exploding in the lake by the mm-hmm. all the beautiful flowers and then there's you know this you know the house falling apart and this is trying to sort of it's you know getting smaller and smaller and you know all that all that those sort of sequences they're still beautifully rendered they just kind of you kind of get exhausted and they kind of loses you and by virtue of that you kind of lose the characters and your mm-hmm. empathy towards them because you kind of like I don't really understand what these characters are doing. And at a certain point, I don't really care, Um, which I don't think you get quite that exhausted with Spirited Away. Even though lots happens, it feels a little bit more well-modulated, sort of better paced and um, better. the, the, The narrative is better designed, obviously because it is an original story that he can, you know, write it with those beats in mind, but he's sort of left chasing the story with House Moving Castle because it's, yeah, again, an adaptation similar to the movie that comes next but i think we both agreed that this suffers from a different issue with i mean with house moving castle i mean from my understanding it's just one novel i don't really know how long it is but it just feels so dense and there's so much happening and you can't quite keep control of it with tales from earthsea the next film from goro miyazaki seemingly he gathered um plots from three different um <laughs> books in the earthsea trilogy well the earth three series i don't know if it's a trilogy um to and then like created a plot from that but it seem it feels so empty it feels devoid of <laughs> detail and fun characters and 
antics. I could have, I would have much rather, I could have more easily tolerated an overstuffed movie than the sort of understuffed movie that we get. With There's no dragons in it. Like, <laughs> what like what the hell? Like, I couldn't agree more. I hated Tales from the Earth Sea. Another film that I don't really remember much about it because I couldn't stand it. And there were, and like you just said, it was so empty. You, 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 you took three novels worth of something and then there's no freaking dragons in it. Like I feel so cheated watching that film, at least if it would have been spectacular and there'd been some crazy, insane sequences or something, then it could have been forgivable, but it's not forgivable. Yeah. There's no excuse for this movie being so dull. I mean, I could have understand it being dull because it had to wade through too much plot, but that's not what little plot is dropped in. doesn't connect to the plot that had come before. And you can obviously see the the downfall of them, like just bringing, you know, different characters and different, um, I guess, storylines from different books and throwing it all together. Cause none of it really seems to exist in a world that feels real. Um, and like the plot is not satisfying in any way and the characters, how they relate to each other. I don't understand what any of them want. I don't understand what any of them want with each other really. Like they just kind of, just, you know, they've, Obviously, different threads have been thrown in and expected to sort of make sense when they all come together, but they don't. So, and yeah, and again, it's not that it doesn't look as good as um, the films that came before it. It's no. the style is like a bit boring. The characters are boring. Story is boring. Oh, this is so I I'm, I'm just pulled this up because I'm looking at the Wikipedia page and Go on. I guess during a private screening prior to the release of the film, uh, Goro's father, you know how. He was asked what he thought of the film, and he said, I was looking at my kid. He's not an adult yet. That is all. <laughs> oh! No, he is very harsh. Miyazaki yeah, well, it. that's exactly how I feel. So at least, you know, we're on the same page here. Um, but I'm surprised. Like, you know, Jubilee is basically, you know, him and Takahata. Obviously, there's millions of people involved and collaborators, but I'm surprised he would let them put the Jubilee name on, like, an inferior product. Couldn't agree more. But I guess um, he was probably busy doing, you know, helping the castle or producing something else or writing something else that maybe he kind of let, you know, Miyazaki Jr. do his own thing and then it led to this. Not the best. Didn't love that. Probably would never have watched again if it weren't for (laughs) you, you bastard. Um, (laughs) But that brings us to the final film of, the aughts, as you say, we 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 definitely say noughts and naughties a lot in Australia. I feel really? like naughties is less of a thing in America. It's yeah, just fun it, to say. It, um, it's fun to say, but it's weird. No, it's, it's <laughs> great. Um, Ponyo is is the last film, so <laughs> um, we only talked about that last week, so fairly recently. But um, what what are your thoughts on that? Compare, I guess, in comparison to the two other Miyazaki films. Um, which are the films he's probably most known for apart from Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, how do you sort of relate Ponyo to the ones that we just discussed already? Yeah, uh, palate cleanser. I think that it was two big grand epic films or things that were pretty dense and heavy. And this film just felt like, uh, I need to, I need, I want to make a children's film. I want to make something mm-hmm. that's a little bit more, less concerned with these grand, either adap- uh, an adaptation or these pretty dense topics around you know what it means to be human and or uh, a character journey um and 
definitely not not my favorite of his films, but not terrible by any means. Like uh, way better than Tales from Earthsea Sea and The Cat Returns, that's for sure. So mm-hmm. it definitely exists in an echelon, but it's it's below the Spirited Away and Howl's Movie Castle for me. And that's just because, you know, I like my films to function on. You can be fantastical and childish in a certain sense, but if you function on different, more mature, quote unquote, level, um, I find that that dance to be a little bit more complicated to to achieve. And mm. this movie doesn't do, 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 do it very well, but it's but it's still fun. And it's a movie that I could that I could watch again. Probably wouldn't rush out to watch Ponyo again, but but if it, if it was on. And I had nothing else to do. Well. Yeah, that's fair. I, I do like your um, descriptor of palate cleanser. I feel like, I mean, obviously for us as an audience, but probably also for um, the studio and for um, Miyazaki, I think what what probably happened was he, he went as sort of far as he could in creating, you know, crisply animated, beautifully designed, dense narratives with Spirited Away and House Moving Castle, especially House Moving Castle, that he was like, where the hell can I go from here? You know, people will be expecting <laughs> something that's a step up in terms of plot, a step up in terms of animation um, and scale. So he's like, the way to sort of get rid of those expectations is to sort of slash everything down and get a sort of go, you know, back to basics kind of, you know, back to, mm-hmm. you know, what he might've been doing around the, you know, my neighbor Totoro um, time. I mean, I mean, although to be fair, well, in the first movie, the first one that we kind of classify as Ghibli, um, Nausicaa, and then also the, the first real one, Lapita, were already like beautifully designed, grand scale animations. So it's not like he started small and then he sort of worked his way up to House Moving Castle. This is this is not like him, you know, reverting to anything. I think he just, in his last set of films, he he sort of pushed as far as he could go in that sense. And I think this works as yeah, like, as a palate cleanser for that. I don't enjoy it as much as um, most of those previous ones especially um earlier in the decade from Miyazaki but yeah it's and you know it's not one that I would again like you said rush out to watch as much because there's not as much happening but if you just want to like chill one afternoon or one night and then watch something very inoffensive that's beautiful I'm you can do a lot worse than Ponyo so that brings us to the end of our discussions of the films from the noughties noughts aughts whatever um before we get to our final ranking i just thought i would mention i've done the averages of what we rated these films per decade so just to give to give some context to what we're going to do when we rank everything um so in for the 80s i'll I'll do mine and i'll do yours so for the 80s my average rating was 8.1 which is very high Mm. then went down to 7.6 for the 90s and then down to 7.4 for the noughties. So it's it's a gradual decline, um, nothing too crazy. It's not like from an 8 to a 6 or anything like that. But mm-hmm. you can sense, like this, This, I mean, if, if we had to talk about like, you know, what is like sort of the, you know, the arc of the noughts or to summarize that, I, I think it's, it's very similar to the 90s very hit and miss there's like a great one followed by a a generic one then a great one and then like a underdone one then a you know a great one it was very much like that um your ratings you actually so you started with 7.4 for the 80s which is like masterpieces for you um and then in the 90s you went down to 5.9 
So my drop was only 0.5. Yours was 1.5. And then for the aughts, you actually went back up to 6.4. So you went up 0.5 when I went down 0.2. So what do you think, what do you think that's down to? What did you, how could you summarize why you liked the noughts overall more than the nineties on this metric? I love this actually. So, I mean, even let's go back to the eighties. So the eighties, like we came out of the gate with like some amazing films and you're going to see from my rankings that most of my top spots come from the eighties. Spoiler alert. Um, And so that would be why, why that one's so heavily rated. And then if you look at the nineties, most of my bottom spots come from the nineties. So it's very, very heavily weighted towards, I mean, we had two of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. um, Oh my God. And (laughs) so in the nineties and, um, and then in the, and then like you already pointed out in the aughts, I had some hit or miss moments. I had some that were really great, but then some that really brought the score down. So I think it kind of like evened out in that way. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how we go in the final decade, the, the teens, which will kick off with Arietti um, in our next episode. So why don't we get to the rankings? So there have been 18 films so far. Can you believe we've done 18 plus three retrospectives now? It's crazy. Um, crazy. <clears throat> so um, 18 position for me. I think I'll, I'll start and then go to you and then if that works. Yeah. Uh, is Tales from Earthsea for me. The worst, most boring. Oh, wow. How about you? The ocean waves. Mm-hmm. We do not need to even talk about it anymore. Actually, I don't want to even think about it anymore. I just will tell you it's the ocean waves. So talk more about that. No. Um, <laughs> I, I think I mentioned it in the episode for Tales from Mercy. It's just, it's a narrative that I could at least relate to a little bit more. Even if it was like, even if it was dull, still, you know, there was still human emotions and there was a consistency and there was a plot that went from a to b and kind of made sense that's all i can say for it so my my 17th (laughs) position is the ocean waves that's my second least favorite mine is my neighbor's the yamadas yeah you really didn't like that yeah but let's not get (laughs) let's not go back down that wormhole about how you think it shouldn't have been a movie or whatever your critique my 16th favorite is the cat returns Mine is Tales from Mercy. My 15th is um, Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostro. My, my 15th is The Cat Returns. My 14th is My Neighbors, the Amadas. So we've... We flipped because my... Yeah, because my, my 14th is Lupin the Third. Yeah, okay. So we have a, a significant... You know, the, the bottom five are, you know, in some order, Tales from Mercy, The Ocean Waves, The Cat Returns, Lupin the Third, and My Neighbors, the Amadas. We can kind of agree mm. on that. Yeah, I, I think... Up until, yeah, like those, the, the bottom three, so Earthsea, Ocean Waves, and Cat Returns, they're very much my don't ever need to watch again. Lupin the Third and My Neighbors, the Yamadas, they're, I find them a lot more watchable and they're, they're probably in the, you know, second bottom tier. Um, mm-hmm. So my 13th, um, in 13th position, I had Porco Rosso. <gasps> That's my 13th position. Yay. So, yeah, I, I st- but I still love that movie. Um, it's still like it's one of my favorites, not in the sense that it's like in my top ten, but it's, I just I, I could put that on and I could just enjoy living in that world. Um, you were like, man, was alright, <laughs> uh, but like that's still a seven point five for me. My twelfth in twelfth position 
and now these are my eights. So <laughs> my rating at eight, I gave like so many at eight. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> my 12th position is um, Ponyo, my, lo- my lowest eight. Oh, um, interesting. We're very different with Ponyo. Mine is uh, very controversial for you. It's The Whisper of the Heart. Yeah. You, yeah. Well, yeah, we like different movies. That's fine. You'll burn me That's right. Um, well, and this is one that's going to upset you. My, um, oh no, not yet, not yet. We're getting there. Well, maybe the maybe the next two are actually going to upset you. Uh, my eleventh is my neighbor Totoro. Yeah, that upsets me. It is very upsetting for me. My my eleventh is Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, such a cute movie. <laughs> um, my tenth is Nosferatu: The Valley of the Wind. Yeah, it's great. Love. Yeah, I think you're a bad person for it, but that's mm-hmm. okay. My tenth is Pompoco. Yeah, that's right. I'm 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 happy enough with that. Again, it's one of my favorites, but not because I think it's the best, but because I think there's so many interesting things happening. My ninth is Kiki's Delivery Service. Oh, my ninth is Ponyo. Cute. Don't repeat. <laughs> um, my eighth is um, Only Yesterday. Ooh. My eighth is Castle in the Sky. Should be high. Um, <laughs> my seventh is Pompoko. Mine is Princess Mononoke. Now we're up to my 8.5s. <laughs> Starting at the sixth, sixth position, um, Princess Mononoke. Oh, my sixth is Only Yesterday. Oh, I'm glad you like that movie. Um, I love that movie. God. My fifth is Howl's Moving Castle. <gasps> my fifth is Howl's Moving Castle. I thought yours might be coming up soon. Um, now the controversial one, my fourth is Whisper of the Heart, because I just love that movie. You do. My fourth is Spirited Away. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't judge. I shouldn't judge. Um, but you're, you're expecting it. Come on. Uh, my third is Grave of the Fireflies. So good. My, my third is Nausicaa. Oh. Uh, second is Castle in the Sky. You love that movie. My second Ooh. one is uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Ah, oh, wow. That definitely, yeah, you definitely raised that up um, from the first watch. No, for sure. Totoro? No, no state. Oh. No, in the 90s retrospective, you did, I mean, kind of like raise it because you gave it an 80s. Oh, I did. Yeah. 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 From the 80s. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then we're at the number one position. Um, and that is obviously for me, Spirited Away, the greatest animated film of all time. Ooh, and Magnet's is great with Fireflies. Also, I cannot argue with that at all. That's an amazing film. Just uh, don't enjoy watching it. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say that. I'm like, it's not a film. Like, I, we, I continuously talk about films on this list that I don't ever want to watch again. And it's not that I don't ever want to watch it again, but it's not one that I'm like, ooh, let's watch Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a tough one, but um, there's nothing like it, essentially. Nothing there's, like it. And there won't be. Like, I mean, you know, there, there, I mean, obviously there have been animated films about war but at the time it came out with the seriousness in which it's dealt um and the artistry um yeah it's um unparalleled is the word i was looking for before i like that word so there are our rankings and we'll do this we'll do our final 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 ranking on our um teens tens um retrospective after we get through a few more of these um our next episode We'll be discussing Arietti, and I am also interested to hear what you think about that. So I will chat to you then. Bye.